It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, everybody. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brady Trantham, and for the next 30 minutes or so, you will be Locked On Thunder. And that's how we're going to start the show off today. That was the audio from yesterday's pregame Kobe tribute uh, before the Thunder took on the Mavericks in Oklahoma City. Uh, Kobe, of course, unfortunately passed away in a helicopter crash Sunday afternoon and the basketball world is still reeling from this. Um, it was an odd atmosphere, to say the least, uh, pregame, talking to Billy Donovan, uh, being in the locker room before the game, uh, just a somber attitude. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit more. We'll get into some audio from Billy Donovan on Kobe Bryant. We'll get into some audio on Billy Donovan about Shea Gittles Alexander's night last night because it was a uh, uh, basketball had to continue. Basketball had to be played. Kobe Bryant would have wanted it that way, obviously. Uh, Mama mentality demands that. But uh, we'll get into that a little bit later after all the uh, housekeeping introductions. And if you don't know who I am, I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and 2018 with 107.7 the franchise 107.9 the franchise in Tulsa as their lead thunder contributor lead thunder insider I'm their beat reporter beat writer whatever um you can go to thefranchiseok.com for all my thunder columns and blogs and I'm working on something today on Shea Gildas Alexander and his play moving forward uh, it should be up hopefully later today uh weather permitting uh, I've already lost my electricity today um we've got a little bit of freezing rain here and there a little bit above freezing rain in the metro in oklahoma city so uh hopefully uh power stays if not i'll just go to a coffee shop and write it shout out to cuppies and joe or class and coffee free pub for you guys you're my favorite coffee shops in oklahoma city love you guys so much but yeah look forward to that article at least to, uh, hopefully today maybe tomorrow and then also follow my other podcast okc82 which is a post-game reaction that i do with madison morris 99 percent of the time other times i'll be joined by chisholm holland or jerry ramsey or john ham just anybody else that covers the thunder at 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa. And then tune in Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to noon for the Franchise Thunder Insider Show with Jerry and John and Madison and I. And if you're out of the market, please download the Franchise's app. It's 107.7 The Franchise app at your app store. It's free, it's easy to use, and you can listen to the four of us talk Thunder Hoops and NBA Hoops on Saturday mornings. And then, of course, follow me on Twitter at Brady Does Sports for all my Thunder thoughts, stats, quotes, pictures, videos, anything concerning the Thunder, just follow me on Twitter. It's the best place to find all my stuff. 
So yeah, let's get right into it. There was a basketball game that had to be played yesterday, and um, just some quick thoughts. Not necessarily, not necessarily from the game, but mainly from uh, all the pregame stuff. Madison Morris and I did a little video highlighting the uh, tribute that Oklahoma City, the city, was putting on for Kobe. We drove around and got some video of some billboards commemorating Kobe Bryant. Uh, we went outside the arena, right in front of the video screen where they had a Kobe Bryant picture the entire day in a memory and then we highlighted the uh, purple ribbons that they handed out at the door for everybody to wear for Kobe Bryant I have mine on my uh, mantle in my apartment it's probably going to stay there for some time I've got a lot of cool little trinket stuff over the years that I've kind of collected um, since I've um, since I've been covering the thunder and I don't know what I'm going to do with all of it I, I mean who knows but um, I'm definitely going to try my best to hold on to that Kobe Bryant ribbon just because like, it's just a, it's a special, it's a special thing. And it was a special moment and it, it felt like a playoff game in terms of the amount of media that were uh, in attendance, not just from Dallas, not just the main people that might, that cover the thunder on a day to day basis, but all the TV stations were there a lot more, uh, a lot more people were there in addition to the usual suspects, the Eric Corns, the Royce Youngs, Maddie Lees, Joe Masato, uh, Steve McGeehee, uh, everybody here at the franchise, the sports animal. There's a lot more, and for obvious reason, because it was a big game, not just in the Western Conference standings, but also because it was the first game the Thunder were going to play after the passing of Kobe Bryant. So quotes, 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 right? Um, when we, all, we assembled into the press conference room to talk to Billy, um, Billy had sat there for about an eternity, it seemed like, about eight seconds, and nobody wanted to ask the first question because, like, do you ask about Kobe? It's been a day um, already. Um, they're, they're outside of Chris Paul. There aren't a lot of connections to Kobe Bryant on the Thunder. Um, Danil Gallinari played against him a lot, of course. Um, well, some players played against him, but n- no former teammates, no best friends outside of Chris Paul. Do you ask about the basketball game? Do you like, what do you ask about? And, and Billy kind of just broke the silence and was like, Hey, n- not everybody at once. And then we kind of went on from there. And so in a little bit, you'll hear uh, Billy's thoughts on the passing of Kobe Bryant. I asked him a question. I think it had something to do with, uh, Kobe had made a point to reach out to, to people, players, coaches that he um, respected in terms of their leadership, that he kind of became known for that. And I was curious if Kobe had ever reached out to uh, Coach Donovan while he was at Florida winning back-to-back national championships. Uh, Billy said no, but he had some nice things to say about Kobe Bryant, so you'll hear that later on. And then after that, um, I walk out of the tunnel, or I walk out of the press conference room to go talk to Rick Carlisle, but I had to go um, work on some video so I'm walking back down the tunnel towards the arena floor, and I see Darius Baisley uh, walking into a private room from the locker room uh, with his Bible in his hand, and he kind of put his hand, like I'm behind him, like he kind of put his hand on his head and looked up into the sky and um, held on to his Bible and kind of took a deep breath and then walked into that room. You could just certainly tell that th- this affected so many people. I mean, and if you're out there thinking, I never grew up a Kobe Bryant fan, or I didn't really like the NBA until the Thunder got here, so that was right at the tail end of Kobe's prime, and right during his uh, downturn of his career in terms of his playing ability, why is everybody upset? Well, you can still be upset that someone lost their life that you barely knew or never met. I mean, that's okay, and 
a lot of these basketball players, like I said on my radio hit yesterday on 107.7, a lot of these basketball players that you root for, whether it be Shea Gillis Alexander or in the past, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Victor Oladipo, Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, you know, the, those guys that you called heroes, well, their hero was Kobe Bryant. And so all of your heroes just lost their hero. And th- that's the easiest way that I could say, like, that. there's the connection. So Darius Baisley grew up loving Kobe Bryant. Shea Gittles Alexander, of course, wore a Kobe Bryant jersey to the arena. And then in postgame, you could certainly tell, like, it was... Shea is a gentleman. Like, he, he understands the media aspect of the game and always does a good job in answering questions and giving us the time. But you could just tell whenever he was asked about Kobe, like, his mood kind of took a... Like he had been punched in the gut. So it was it was just a hard reality that these guys had to go out there and perform a job and, and you gotta give them credit. The Thunder and the Mavericks came to work yesterday. So like I said, we will have audio from Billy Donovan about Kobe Bryant. And then we'll get into the game that was a Thunder loss, 107-97 to the Dallas Mavericks and a big game for Western Conference seeding. But we will get to that a little bit later after our first break. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, everybody. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like I said, we had Billy Donovan audio about Kobe Bryant, so let's get right into that. No, I mean, he was very gracious, you know, several times. I think it was maybe my second year. He was in his, that last year where he was going to retire, and he'd come by the bench, and he was always very gracious and kind. Um, But, you know, I always enjoyed, you know, listening to him speak on, you know, what made him tick, how he viewed competition, how he viewed success, how he viewed failure. Um, you know, I mean, I can remember even back in college and even, even sometimes here with our team here where, you know, we'd show clips of, you know, just his mental approach of how we approached the game, how we approached life. Um, and, you know, to, to lose somebody like that who has so much knowledge and wealth of knowledge to share with so many different people. You know, I always admired the fact that he was really extremely vulnerable and wide open, you know, sharing, you know, to try to help other people. And I think that was his cause was he was always pushing people to be better because he was so he was such a, you know, a driven guy that I think he carried people along the way with him and, and, and really got the most out of people. And now we can segue into the game. The Thunder had a huge opportunity coming into yesterday's game uh, to potentially jump up to as high as the fifth seed in terms of uh, the standings in the Western Conference. Uh, The Rockets were on the road last night against the Utah Jazz without James Harden, without Russell Westbrook. So you got to like the Utah Jazz's chances, right? And then the Thunder take on Dallas, a team that they have already beaten at home. So you got to like the Thunder's chances to not just beat Dallas, but to potentially jump up to the fifth seed. Well, the Rockets won without James Harden and Russell Westbrook. And then the Thunder were unfortunately without Chris Paul, who was not with the team. I think it's safe to assume he was back home in LA with where his family is currently located. 
um, not just dealing with the loss of Kobe Bryant, but I kind of had to remind myself he is the the president of the players' union. So this he probably has a lot of business stuff that he has to take care of, a lot of uh, grief that he has to uh, let out, a lot of mourning because Kobe Bryant was not just a contemporary of his, not just an opponent, but a friend. Chris Paul is friends with everybody except for James Harden and Blake Griffin. <laughs> but like I said, this is a this is a um, this is a loss that affected a lot of people. So uh, Chris Paul misses his first game this season with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And it's interesting because on the Franchise Thunder Insider Show on Saturday, one of the main talking points that we discussed, the four of us, was what's it going to be like when Chris Paul is traded? That That's the last thing that we have yet to see with Shea Gildas Alexander is, is SGA running the team. Now, you're not going to get the full story in one game. He could have very well had a hot shooting night and it would have been silly to like hot take say that's how it's going to be just like it's going to be silly to hot take and say this is how it's going to be he's going to shoot five of 20 from the field and be awful like it it was just it's something that's only going to come through time and only seeing it once isn't going to be able to tell you the whole story but it was interesting that we talked about that last Saturday and it actually happened in their next game with Chris Paul missing the game but regardless I asked Billy Donovan pre-game what he was exactly looking for um, in terms of SGA being out there without Chris Paul. Billy, you've had a lot of guys in now in the lineup throughout the season, but you haven't had Chris not miss a game so far this year. I know you don't want this to become the Shea Gillis Alexander show, but what are some things that you're looking for for him in kind of a new role just for tonight? No, I mean, he doesn't need to do anything different without Chris being out. I, I, I think that what happens is when there's players out, whether it was Steven being out for a game or Gallo was out for last game, I don't, I don't really – you know, go to Darius Baisley because he's starting and say, listen, this is what you need to do to, you know, help replace Gallo because he's not playing. Or, hey, Shay, Chris is not here tonight. This is what we need from you tonight because Chris is not here. It's about our team. We need to play together as a team. And I think offensively, we, our whole mentality has always been the ball's going to find the open man and that guy needs to shoot the ball. And Shea needs to be you know, who he's been the whole entire year. He needs to take what the defense gives him. He needs to make really, really good decisions. But I wouldn't want to put that, you know, on any player. I want every player to be who they are. You know, I want Dennis to be himself. I want Shea to be himself. I want Gallo to be himself. Steven, all the guys. I want them all to be themselves and, you know, play for one another and help help raise each other up as they're out there on the court. And now fast forward to the post game where the Thunder have lost a lethargic offense that took a little bit of time to get rolling and outside of a few runs in the middle of the game, the offense was just really stagnant, and SJ was just struggling, whether it was shooting, whether it was getting to the rim, whether it was getting a scoop layup to fall. Just nothing was falling. He looked uncomfortable. And, you know, some of it, and I had to remind myself actually last night on the OKC82 podcast, which you can listen to, some of it might have been the added pressure of, okay, all these guys are going out here and balling out, scoring 45 points on 24 shots, scoring 42 points on 24 shots. You know, Buddy Heald, Trey Young, Devin Booker, all these guys are putting out these great performances as tribute to Kobe Bryant. SGA's favorite player growing up was Kobe Bryant. So I wonder if there was a little bit of an angle of him pressing to try and join that club of like, I want to show out for Kobe Bryant too. And I didn't even think about that during the game. And I, and during the OKC82 podcast last night, I reminded myself and immediately felt sorry for him. Like that's just, that's certainly, <laughs> that's certainly possible. And I could definitely connect with that. And that's, if that's the case, then that is truly like kind of sad, but um, I, I don't know for certain. I, it was just something I'm purely speculating here, but uh, regardless, SJ has a bad shooting night. And so I asked Billy Donovan 
afterwards, uh, I asked him two questions. I had asked him a follow-up after he answers this first question, so I'll play the entire raw audio for you about what he took away from SGA's performance without Chris Paul. Billy asked you about SGA playing this game without Chris Paul for the first time this season. Just how do you think he probably is one of those nights in terms of a shot making five and twenty from the field? Yeah, he didn't have a great offensive night. I mean, that's going to happen sometimes. Um, I think this is a, you know, these are all great learning experiences for Shea. Um, he's obviously had an, an incredible year and he's played well, but this is one of those moments I think he can really learn from because, you know, I think when he was driving, he was getting and forcing a lot of help around him. Um, you know, he'll go back. He's a hardworking guy. He'll look at the film and look at areas that maybe he could have done better. But it just wasn't really a great offensive night for him. And that's going to happen sometimes. It happens to all these guys. You know, it's just, it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily Shea. Um, you know, Gallo didn't have a great offensive night. Dennis didn't have a great offensive night. Um, you know, it wasn't like we had anybody that really stood out offensively tonight. And those, those things happen. You know, the 82 games is going to be nights where you don't shoot the ball particularly well. And, and Shea was part of that as well. Yeah, and I, like a few months ago, you actually talked about SGA development, about deep confidence and confidence. <laughs> I don't want to look too much into one game, but do you feel like this could be a, a good, just this could be good for the long term? Like throw it away the five twenty point, but learn from it. Yeah, I don't know about throw it away. I, I, I think that there's always chances to learn. You know, um, you know, I know those games that maybe you don't play as well, but there's a lot for him. I think he can learn from the game as he can from every game. I think every player can learn from every game. I don't want to just actually say it's just Shea. I think it's everybody, but. You know, he's got a he's he, it's it's like I said I think so many times about him is if if he becomes a one dimensional player and and the one dimension is scoring, and you have a night like tonight where you're not scoring the ball, he is so gifted in my opinion and so smart and so cerebral that there's other ways he can impact the game. He can impact the game by rebounding. He can impact the game with his assists. You know, he can you know, impact the game by penetrating, drawing help, and kicking out. He can impact the game. Like He had a great, great closeout in front of our bench, blocked a three-point shot where we had a little bit of momentum. Like He's capable of doing a lot of different things. So you know, every player wants to score. No player ever takes a shot hoping they miss. They want them all to go in, but they don't. But he's got to be able to also look at this game and say, okay, they didn't really have it going offensively. That doesn't mean to stop shooting and stop taking open shots. What are some other things I could have maybe done to, to impact the game a little bit more maybe than I did? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, everybody. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah, it's it was just one of those days. Uh, the Thunder obviously don't have their leader in Chris Paul, and it certainly showed the uh, steady force at the end of a game when the game kind of got tight and interesting towards the end they didn't have their clutch they didn't have their clutch king they didn't have their their steady force in the beginning parts of the game and the beginning of the second half to be that steady force for them offensively and also be a pest defensively like that was certainly missing as well and of course you don't have Terrence Ferguson you don't have Abdul Nader and you have to rely on Lou Dort who has been such a surprise over the last week who you know just look at his defensive assignment since he's been starting with the Thunder he had to go James Harden last Monday you have to go Evan Fournier on Wednesday, which is a little bit more manageable considering the other guys he's had to defend. Trey Young on Friday. Andrew Wiggins on Saturday. Oh, yeah, now go chase around Luka Doncic. 
Now, Luca was incredible last night. Luca was hitting all these silly step back threes, just showcasing his skill set. And it just, at one point, it just wasn't fair. And of course, the Thunder did defeat Dallas a few weeks ago on New Year's Eve. They did have Kristaps Porzingis. They had him last night, and he himself hit some big shots as well. And that's going to be an interesting uh, game in Dallas in a few weeks. And then if the Thunder do see Dallas in the postseason, who knows? That could very well happen. That's going to be an interesting. A way that how Billy Donovan is going to defend a seven-footer that can stretch the floor in Kristaps Porzingis moving forward. But again, it was just not only do you have all those guys out, but you have Stephen Adams, who Billy Donovan admitted in the post game is dealing with an ankle injury, and we've seen what Stephen Adams is capable of doing when he's not relatively 100. percent He can give you a lot on defense regardless of his health, but offensively, he has to be close to 100 percent to really give you something out of a scoring punch. If he's not feeling comfortable. He's not going to get, A, a lot of opportunities from his teammates because they know it, and then, B, when he does get opportunities, he can't exactly finish with strength and power like he's supposed to uh, dealing with an ankle injury, and that's unfortunate. So you've got to hope if you're a Thunder fan that he's able to rebound and bounce back from this ankle injury as soon as possible because the Thunder have two very winnable games Wednesday and Friday night, but if they don't have Steven Adams to count on for some easy buckets down low and some rim-running opportunities – I mean, it's going to make those easy games a little bit more difficult than they should be. And who knows how long Terrence Ferguson's going to be out. Who knows if Chris Paul's going to actually return with the team Wednesday. But again, if he's back in L.A., it's it's fairly plausible that he can just rejoin the team in California. They're in California right now as I record this. So that's, of course, possible. you got to hope that Stephen Adams can be healthy. And you got to hope that Nerlens Noel can be healthy. He was actually the Thunder's best offensive player on the floor last night, the most uh, efficient one. Danilo Gallinari had a really bad game. Uh, Nothing was falling for him. I feel like he missed all four of his transition opportunities. He either got blocked at the rim, fouled at the rim, or just straight up missed. It was just a bad off night for the Thunder, and they're certainly capable of that. Billy Donovan said said as much in the postgame. He didn't want to take any away from Dallas, but he felt like that they have played much better than what they threw on the floor last night, and I have to 100% agree. And everybody, thank you so, so much for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I truly appreciate it. Uh, Tomorrow we will try and get a crossover guest. I'm still working on that right now. Uh, Hopefully uh, this person is able to do it. I'm really excited to have them on but I will try and get them on. If not, we'll postpone it for another day, possibly just postpone it until next week, and then we will preview tomorrow's game against the Sacramento Kings. So that'll be exciting. But everybody, thank you so, so much for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. Please leave a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. Please retweet the podcast as much as possible, and I would appreciate it. But I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.